Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, and I'm joined by my lovely wife, Rochelle, and good friend, Mark Williams from Swine Life. How are y'all doing tonight? Pretty good, Malcolm. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. It's a... uh, actually recording this on a Wednesday night. Normally, you know, me and Shell try to do these on Thursday morning, Friday morning. But uh, since Mark was coming and it's spring break next week, and we're going to get out of town and do a little uh, side-by-side riding, I hope, <laughs> if the weather cooperates. But uh, what about y'all? How are y'all? I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> You're doing wonderful. That's good to hear, Shell. I know you are. You're always good. I can count on that. Mark, you doing all right? Oh, yeah. Glad to be off work, getting ready for this long weekend. There you go. There you go. So what are we talking about this week, Shell? You got some fun topics for us? Yeah. Me and Mark just going to sit here and just kick it. Mostly just you and Mark kick it. Um, I just wanted to introduce Mark real quick. You've been on the podcast. This is your third time now. I think so. Yeah. Still a rookie, but we're three? getting there. Have you done three? Yeah. Almost and famous. Almost, man. You're getting there. <laughs> and, uh, You're going to be a regular. He also did the experiment video with us. Yeah, where we did the whole the carryovers. That was fun. Yeah, and froze. Yeah, that's it. We got to do another video this year, man. You've been thinking of some ideas. We, you know, we've discussed a few things here and there, but I mean, I'm always up for whatever. You know, really. So, Shell, we're going to kick this podcast off like we normally do. Talk about we what we did last week, or do you have a flow for us, or what are we doing today? Um. I was going to introduce Mark real quick. I thought you did. <laughs> you just, I'm more to the story than that, Malcolm. There's more. Okay, keep going then. Hey, don't let me stop you. Mark is a good friend of ours. He's a pit master. Him and his brother are pit masters for Swine Life Barbecue. Mark is part of the steak team. And he's married to the steak queen. Steak queen. That's, <laughs> that's the, the most that's, important. Yeah, yeah, that's, gotta, that's why she wanted to keep going. She had yeah. to get that in there. <laughs> she is in the studio watching off camera. so Awkwardly in the back. <laughs> Eating popcorn. Hold the dog. But, um, so Mark, tell me real quick how Swine Life came to be. So, real quick. We started off like catering. I mean, that's kind of how we met y'all. You know, we didn't have a clue what we was doing. I think it's like 2013. Did y'all have license or anything? Y'all just yeah. No, we were. We were legal. We were I legal. Was throwing it out there, Mark. But, uh, you know, won a couple little backyard contests and thought we were somebody until we stepped into KCBS and realized real quick. Got a long shot. ways to go. Uh, yeah, I was there. I've done that. And then kind of reached out to Malcolm, and literally, you know, we've become pretty good friends. I thought he may say otherwise once I get off the podcast. But, heck no. But uh, kind of went from there. Family. Yeah. we got a barbecue family. Yeah, your steak team. Your first yeah. steak team. Well, um, so real quick, uh, one thing I wanted to mention was that um, you've been doing a weekly segment, or not a weekly segment, a monthly segment on the Barbecue Central show. We forgot to mention it the past yeah. couple podcasts. It's the first. So Greg contacted me. You know, I used to do Greg's show, Greg Rimpey on uh, Barbecue Central. I've done it a few times back, man, when we first started doing How to Barbecue Right. And um, we ran back, we got back in touch with him. I guess it was last spring, wasn't it, Shell, when we were at the MBBQA mm-hmm. conference. There was a, a little panel that we were doing, and Greg was on it with me. It was me and him and I think Vic. Wasn't it Vic Clevenger? Yes. We did a presentation, and then, uh, and we just kind of, you know, contacted back up. And he's he's been doing his podcast um, it's probably more of a longer. Show. 
Yeah, his, his format's kind of like a radio show. Yeah. But he's been doing it longer. We've been doing How to Barbecue Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, probably 14 years or something like that, I guess. A long time. And so, uh, anyway, he reached out. Um, it was late last year and wanted to know. He was getting his ducks in a row for this year and asked me to become a regular spot, like once a month, the first Tuesday, in it, Shell? Of the first month. First Tuesday of the month, yeah. yeah. And you, you did it last night. I've done two, so well. This is your second yeah, time. Yeah, second second time last night. We didn't do January. I don't know what was up with that. I guess it was after New Year's. He probably didn't. I don't even know if he did a show that week. Yeah. You know? it's, yeah. We weren't doing anything. Does some hunting. But look out for, sign up for the bar, or subscribe to the Barbecue Central show. Yeah, he's got a, he, um, he does them live on Facebook. So you can go live back and on to YouTube, the, too, his yeah. channel. You can find his channel. Uh, man, I should have looked it up. Is it Barbecue Central? If you if you type that in YouTube, you'll probably find it. But uh, <coughs> I'm going to look it up real quick. Show. I got my phone here. All right. All right. Why not? Find out what it is. I got to give it, give him props, man. Greg's doing a good job. He is. If you're not listening to that show, you should. So I just wanted Hold to bring on. that up real quick because we've forgotten to mention it a few times. And then... I think it's just the Barbecue Central show. I think so. Have you been listening to it? I listened to a few of them. I seen y'all's tweet while I go on the way yeah. over here, so I glanced down at it. Yeah. But it might be that. It might be. I don't know. You can go to Barbecue Central Facebook and definitely find it, though. But anyway, check it out. It's a good show. Greg always gets some good... I mean, he gets... He gets everybody. He gets everybody on his. He's yeah. had Steve Reichlin before. Really? Yeah. Wow. Barbecue, uh, Dr. Barbecue. Has he had Mark Williams? I don't think gotta so. Get you on gotta, gotta, gotta tell him. Out. Next month, I'm going to tell him, man, have Mark Williams on my podcast, Greg. You got to get him. Views went through the roof. Yeah. Ready. So, Mark, uh, I thought we'd kick off. Uh, we didn't do a video this week. It was a little cold. No, it was got, a little it, sick. A little cold. It turned bad cold. Yeah, pretty much frigid. <laughs> yeah, it was too cold for me to be out there. Well, it wasn't too cold for me. It's too cold for you, you know. Shell doesn't like to... Hold the camera when it's below, what, 30 degrees? <laughs> and it, well, the windshield was what was killer, man. It was, it was brutal out here. It blew the rail off my pool, like the slide. Yeah. It, blew, it just detached it from the slide. I was like, man. I heard something. We were sitting there in the chair. What were you going to cook? You know what I was going to do? I was going to do, uh, and I've been um, thinking about, I've seen it before, but I was going to try to do some crispy grilled wings. Using a vortex, using a little bit of cornstarch on the wings. Have you ever done that? Put uh, cornstarch on wings and I've tried done to get it that. I've really fried it, but I haven't tried it on Well, I'm going to do it at those high temps on the vortex and um, see if I can get them to turn out crunchy. I want I want that, uh, you know, you get a good texture with like cooking on the vortex because of the high heat. But I think putting that cornstarch on there is going to dry it out a little more. And it's going to give it that fried chicken, you know, fried hot wing type texture on it. So that's what I was going for. And funny thing is, Jamie ran into uh, Mike Powell today. Shout out to the local game warden at the tire shop. <laughs> and he told him he'd been doing uh, something similar like that with chicken thighs. And he's like, man, I don't do anything. I just season them, put some uh, cornstarch on them, and then cook them. And they turn out just like fried chicken. Really? He does it like... He does it like at low temp, like two fifty for I don't know an hour and a half or something like There's two no hours. Way. I, that's what I think it takes high heat. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna try. I'm gonna just kind of. This is gonna kind of be a test video. I was gonna do some with, do some without, and then just see you know kind of see what the wings would turn out like. And that's and I'm gonna do that sometime. What was the I may other do thing? it like for some 
practice before I try to film it, just see how they turn out. You were also going to try something else. It wasn't cornstarch. It was baking soda? Was that baking powder. Baking powder. Yeah, yeah. We've done it with Parmesan. Like, you take Parmesan cheese, just the old cheap sprinkle kind, yeah. and it pulls oh, the moisture out of the skin, really? and it'll get crispy. Like, we've done it on the pellet grill a bunch, and they were really good. Does it get them, like, crunchy crispy? Yeah. or Like, the tip, man, granted, you know, you pull them off. Like, they're perfect when you pull them off. but Oh, once they steam yeah. out a little bit, yeah. But they're but really know, crispy, like crispy, crispy. Fried chicken does that too. You let it, you take it out of the grease and then you drain it. If, I mean, it'll it'll go back soft on you if you just let it sit covered. It'll, it'll what I do a lot of times is put it on like a warming rack, yeah, and stick it in like a oven on warm, and it'll hold that crispiness. It won't let the steam soften up the outside. Well, yeah, yeah, I told you. <laughs> um, so, Mark, what have you been cooking lately? We've been, well, the state queen had me doing brunch this last Sunday morning. So not only has she spent a week in Oxford, she come back and had Chef Boy or Mark doing all our cooking for her. <laughs> What'd you cook? We had chicken and waffles, and we done like a scrambled egg bar with like all the fixings, so like cilantro, salsa, everything to like make your own loaded scrambled eggs. Anything on the grill, or was that all inside? We was all inside frying it, it up. Oh, I mean, oh, bacon in the oven, can't beat that. So Was this... Uh, for like a, a just you two at home? Or? No, it was it wasn't. No, I didn't even get to eat any. So let's put that out there. I did not eat any. It was all her and her friends. This was like a ladies. Yes, I got booted. Drink. Like you get done out of the kitchen, you got to go. Kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about these chicken and waffles. How'd you do the chicken? So we done soaked them in buttermilk. And what'd you t- use first? What'd just boneless, skinless chicken breast. Yeah. Tenderized the crap out of them and cut them to where they was like maybe an inch thick because they were like monsters out of the package. And then panko crumbs, a little bit of flour, AP, a little bit of rub, skillet fried them. Of course, the chicken breasts are so big, they didn't get done like in the skillet. So yeah. I put them on a cooling rack, slid them in the oven, and they got extra crispy once you put them in the oven. You turn that convection on, it was very, very good. And then she done some like Cracker Barrel style, like waffle recipe. Mm-hmm. It was really good. On oh, no, a real waffle iron? Yeah, one of them little six-inch ones that takes an hour to make 12 of them. Yeah, that waffle iron. I bought one of those when I did those cornbread waffles. They work pretty good. They do yeah. good. Yeah, I, mean, it works. I mean, it's not a no. big batch operation yeah. at all. No, it's you start making them early, but we've done yeah. the same thing with the waffles because I was worried about them getting soggy, you know, and we just laid them on cooling racks and slid them in the oven, oh, and yeah. it kept them crispy. Like, they were super crispy once they come out of the oven. Well, you should have went with us last weekend. We went and judged another backyard deal. It was uh, where was that? The Trace Golf Course. Yeah, just Trace Golf Course. Yeah. It was actually outside of Tupelo. Do you remember what that town was called? I can't. It was right out, right north of Tupelo. I was aware. It was four miles from the mall. It was pretty. Might as well call it Tupelo. Yeah. But uh, we did wings on Friday night, and they were okay. Okay. There was one that was real suspicious. Oh, I had a bunch of them. I was, I, they, were, they weren't biters first. You had to. <laughs> you checked them. You checked. Yeah. You had to pull them apart and check them because they, they all needed to cook a little longer. If there's one tip I could have gave any of them, it would have been, man, just cook it a little longer. I don't know that you can overcook a wing. Like on a smoker, like to and me, the more you cook wings. them, the better they get. You know? I like it when it's spitting the bones out if I yeah. do them like that. But yeah, some of the flavors were good. There was something that it wouldn't. We didn't have any of that lighter fluid soaked, marinated. Running through the <laughs> yeah. firebox kind of deal. We didn't have any of those. But the ribs, man, they shot me the next day. We had, was it 10 teams, I think? Eight or eight, nine, or 10, something, something like that. that. It was right up there, right around 10 teams. And all the ribs were pretty good. 
I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't, any, I don't think I had one, I had one rib that I couldn't get really a good bite on that needed to go a little longer. Yeah. But other than that, the flavors was good on them. They had good texture. We had three that um, were real close. There was one that was competition worthy. Oh, yeah. There was one that was. Yeah. It's funny, like, every time you do a backyard contest and you judge it, like, you're sitting there and you try to be realistic, like, you know it's a backyard contest, but you see that one rib that comes through, you're like, I know that's going to be a good rib. Like, I want to eat that rib, you know. Oh, we had one rib, and I don't know how he dug it. That's probably the one that scored the highest. I don't know if it was the one that won or not, but it was still hot. Like, it was was cold uh, Saturday we were judging, and it was the only one that came through that was still, like, man, it just come off the. Smoker, and I mean, we had them delayed a little bit too because we, we were doing on one them. at a time. Yeah, yeah we were kind of we kind of judged them SCA style. We gave them a window, but then you know we do them one at a time. It wasn't comparison, right? It was first judge, second, just like we kind of did out at Dark Corner when we judged that contest on a small contest. That works perfect. That's the way to go. Yes. I mean, we I mean, I think through. it works on a bigger contest. You just need multiple tables. You know how many entries they can do in that you know before the last guy right. gets a you know his sets too long, but. I mean, it doesn't take you long once you once you get the appearance score, walk it down, and then everybody, you know, you first guy gets a rib, second guy, you just do it and roll, and it, it worked out really good. Yeah, Michael got to judge too. Um, they had five judges, five official judges, and he was dying to judge. And so I told him he was going to test to be the tester. So he got a little form and he filled it out and he did really good. You know, yeah, his scores weren't bad. Yeah. We didn't count him. He wasn't the table of death judge. No, he wasn't. Man. I don't know. He did give one rib, like, pretty low scores. (laughs) Well, there's a couple. But that was the rib I gave bad scores. If LK gave it a bad score, he loves ribs. So (laughs) The highlight of that weekend was, man, um, Chef Miles Patton. He was there. He's got a food truck in Tupelo called the Big Bad Wolf. And he was doing a tri-tip melt. And, man, some of the best tri-tip I ever ate. Tupelo, Mississippi. And I was like, man, where'd you even get this tri-tip? He had some, uh, I can't remember the name of the ranch or the farm. It was like, it was out of Texas. I think he said Benny, Benny Keith is a, a, they opened up distribution down in that area. Well, I don't think we get it here, but it's a Texas like PFG or U.S. Foods type company, you know, food service. And he sourced it from them. And, uh, man, it was awesome tri-tip. I tell you, uh, we had that little one-on-one chicken class, son of a butcher, Friday night. And he brought a tri-tip from Brad's. It was one of his primes. It was I saw, money. I saw Brad had some of those for sale it last week. I wanted Brad, to go get one. The butcher yeah. block. Butcher really? block. Yeah. It was. It was excellent. I mean, he, was, I don't know. He's had a few of them left because I saw him put on Facebook. The, you know, he still got a swing few by there tomorrow. I don't know if he still has them this week, but how'd y'all cook the tri-tip? We just like a reverse sear. I put it on the pellet grill while we were doing the chicken practice, and once it come off of that, I slid it in the beefer because it fit like perfect. Really? <laughs> and you talking about a Tried crust to on the beefer? Yes, it was. It was very good. How it close can, did you put it to the? You know me. I push it to the edge, like almost touching the flame. Yeah. Like really? Yeah, it done really good. Try tip on the beefer, man. But it, you reverse seared it to about what one hundred and fifteen? One twenty? Oh, yeah, one twenty? Yeah, yeah. one fifteen. It carried over. I think I pulled it like one eighteen because we were right in the middle of like trying to get chicken off the smoker and I told him just pull it off, sit in there, we'll get it in a minute. And we let it sit for probably thirty minutes and then slid it in beefer. Man, and crisp it up. It did. The, it was like crunchy. It. it was good. Did you put it down bottom and put some butter on it or anything? Or you didn't no. have to? Heck no, it was like ten o'clock that night by the end. So yeah, I tried to yeah. ten o'clock. <laughs> ten thirty tri tips hard to beat. So it I turned out how the though. chicken turn out. It was good. I we forgot how good chicken practice, mm-hmm. yeah. So what so what all did you show him? Did you show him all the secrets or 
everything I know. Is he a comp cook? Does he do comps? Or? They're fishing to do their first one. It's really? the one on the square in Pensacola. And oh, man. He is pumped. And oh, I'd love is to he going to do the one. pro division? Or I do think they so. I, I I'm know. assuming. He yeah. didn't really specify. That's but probably next weekend. It's either next weekend or the weekend after. And apparently, it's a, like, it's a big contest. Yeah. Last year it was the same weekend as a Toka NBN and the Bull Moose. Um, because it was snowing down in Pensacola right. last year. And it, I mean, it was cold as it could be. We were in Atoka cooking MBN in state. 40-mile-an-hour winds. Yeah. That's where they have the trophies that are big wood carvings, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. like a pelican. Pelican, and, yeah. yeah. Man, that'd be a cool contest to go down and cook. Yeah. I Having forgot how good there. chicken off a drum was, though. Did you cook it on Gateway? or I had to. Did you really? I hadn't had it in so long. And I was like, we're going to do it on the drum. You know, we've done the half-pan deal, like soaked them in butter and just a normal, like, Basic comp chicken. You show them how to trim them and yeah. do the fat and all that stuff. That's the worst part about doing I chicken. I hate it. The cooking process has nothing to it. If you could figure out how to get fatless skin chicken, <laughs> you could be me now. Well, uh, that was one recipe you were going to put on the website this year was comp chicken. Because mm-hmm. everybody asks about comp chicken. A new chicken. comp chicken recipe. Well, man, the one I did, if you go back and watch it, it's so old. Yeah. That might be a good video to showcase Miss Southern Shell. Comp chicken. I, I got to run the camera. <laughs> yeah, she don't want to do that. As long as you trim it, I'll cook it. You can put like the camera there and I'll trim it. And you can do your voiceover on it. We also got to try the uh, best dessert in Mississippi for the past, was it three years, mm-hmm. Shell? It was, do um, you remember those blueberry cake donuts they would give us at Tupelo? The guy, what's it called? The Blue Canoe. It has a, yeah. it's like a restaurant night, uh, not nightclub, like live music thing in Tupelo. Well, it's he's like a, a joint. Yeah. yeah, it's a blues joint. It's yeah. kind of a music joint. But they got some awesome food there, and they they do that dessert with those blueberry cake donuts, and they make a bread pudding. So we had to go get some, and they the, he happened to be ju- one of the judges, and so he gave us a little card to get us a free one. But we he went, gave Michael a little card. <laughs> we got a couple more and tried his regular bread pudding. It was good. Uh, I thought. I mean, I thought it was really good. I like. I like those blueberry donuts, but the regular bread pudding was good. The blueberry cake donut was their bread pudding was pretty good. It was what was the best best dessert you ever had in Mississippi. No. You don't know who's judging that, do you? Huh? <laughs> they, never, they never had your banana pudding. Yeah, <laughs> or cheesecake. Yeah, Emily's made yeah. some really good desserts. I, I'm for that. Yeah. No, it wasn't the best I've ever had in Mississippi. I hate to say it, but. I thought the white chocolate bread pudding was It's better. hard to yeah. beat that one. It was good. <laughs> it I ain't going to lie. It was I'm bragging there. That white chocolate bread pudding. Blueberry can't handle that. It, it, it was good. Yeah. And what we was cool didn't about the get place it hot. Was, well, it's a good place to go see some music if you're in Tupelo. Yeah. And the food there is dynamite. I mean, they're, it's not, they call it bar food. It's not bar food. We tried to get in there, I think. We went there for, I think, Chris Stapleton concert. We tried to get in. It was That's a packed. small place. I mean, it's up on the hill. Yeah. Um, I think it's, they say 90 seats. It's not it's very something big. something like that. Yeah, it was very small. But they have live music every night. Every night. And there's like Alabama Shakes. Uh, who's some of the other guys? Guy Clark Jr. Uh, he's had a bunch of Grammy winners come through there and play music. It's just a cool place. Yeah. I'd go back and I want to try some of the food and listen. And I'd try the bread pudding again, just do it warm. Get it hot from there. Yeah, because yeah. we got it and brought it back home and it was cold. Went to Oxford, went yeah. to snack bar. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Bread pudding's at the truck. We need Oxford weekend. Man, snack bar. Have y'all done that? Oh, it's so good. We- I had veal cheeks with like a grit on top of like a crispy grit cake. And 
Man, it was awesome. Veal cheeks. Veal cheeks. Braised veal cheeks. First time I ever had them. What's Snack it? Bar is a restaurant in Oxford that is um, Chef K- Kearns. Jo- yeah, well, yeah. John Kearns. John yeah. Kearns, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's a award-winning chef, but uh, that's what Snack Bar is. I just yeah, wanna... it's the best restaurant in Oxford. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, he's got some good stuff because he's Boure and Big Bad Breakfast, I yeah. think, it's all him. And something else down there. It's one more. City Grocery. City Grocery, that's yeah. it. That's probably his flagship, my first one. I, I imagine that's his first one. You think okay. if we'd done a, a broadcast, he'd go back to the old school shrimp and grits he had at Boure? No. <laughs> the grit changed, cake. If you're listening, up. please go back. Did it have the grit cake? Now, yes. see, so this had the grit cake, too, where it's crispy on the top and kind of the edge and bottom. And then it's got veal cheeks over the top of it, and it's just when you cut through it, uh, just all those flavors mix, oh, yeah. and oh man, it's awesome. That grit cake was probably the best grits I've ever had. Because really? like you say, it's just a square, just crispy. That's what this was, yeah. And you break it, it just oozes cheese mm-hmm. out. Man. That's it. That's it's like it. Heaven. It was good. I also had some purple drink <laughs> at the golf course. All these golfers were drink, we, you know, because we were went to the clubhouse. We couldn't associate, you know, outside hanging out with the cooks. So we went to the clubhouse where we were judging. And sitting at the bar watching the basketball game, all that, and then everybody's coming in. They're ordering this purple drink, purple drink. I was like, "What is? It? I thought it was Fabuloso cleaner because you know it's in like a half gallon jug, it looks like some purple all purpose cleaner." And uh, so it was like Tito's vodka, a glass full of ice, about half to three quarters Tito's vodka, and they splash a purple drink in it. This whatever jug. that is, <laughs> whatever it is, it's like some kind of grape. It's crystal fitness light. Fitness water. Was yeah. It, was it's crystal, crystal light? light grape. Fitness fit, water. Yeah. But they're mixing it up in like um, styrofoam cups. So it looks like you're walking around with scissor. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> I mean, I hopped up on it. Uh, Vodka and energy drink. purple drink. Yeah. <laughs> they said I put a picture of it on my uh, Instagram. You might you can go check it out. Get a yeah. purple drink. It was not the codeine laced one. It was going the other way. I was like, wow, I'm ready to judge now. Hopped up on purple drink. But that was, it was a good weekend. We took Michael. Yeah, we had brisket tacos, too. I meant to say that. Oh, yeah, brisket that tacos. That was another thing, the big bad wolf truck. He did, I don't know how he did the shell. He, like, took a tortilla shell, and I guess he stuck another fryer in it or something because it made it, like, a boat almost. It wasn't like a traditional taco. It kind of come down, had a flat bottom, you know, and then he had brisket in there. And uh, the cool thing was he topped it with peppers and onions, but he also had like green apples on it. So it was like a green apple slaw with peppers, onions, and brisket and cheese. But they were like really thinly sliced green apples. Yeah, it was good. It, But the brisket was real fatty and delicious. and Melted in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had all this other stuff that kind of broke through that richness, you know, the the pickled green apples and the onions it really broke through and and balanced everything out and just kind of gave you a pop of flavor in your mouth it was good it was that, did you like it better than tri-tip or? but then the tri-tip well, you didn't even talk about that you said it was a tri-tip melt yeah it was basically just two big pieces of texas toast with, with sliced tri-tip up, a couple slices of tri-tip and, man i don't know what kind of cheese it i had think it was it. sharp cheddar it was good yeah it was one of the best sandwiches I've ever eaten. Was it? Yeah, it, yeah. Was, that, it was that good. It was good. So we got to go find and This is from a food truck. Yeah. In Mississippi. Yeah, in Mississippi. In Tupelo. Um, I was shocked. That guy knows what, Chef Miles knows what he's doing. Yeah, we we said we were going to go back down there and interview I'm him about to. food trucks and make a little video. Yeah, I want to see the ins and outs. That would be a good video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
shows what he's doing. Food truck. Because I know it's a lot more work than you would probably expect. Yeah, but his thing is, instead of having a, you know, like a brick and mortar restaurant, you go to the customer with the food truck. I mean, he, he does like two days in Pontotoc, two days in Tupelo, and then he can go wherever he wants on the weekend or whatever. So it's not like you're fixed and you're dependent on people coming to you. You kind of go to, you know, you go to the business and I guess it works that way. I mean, you're tied to it now. You're in that, you're in that food truck working. And you don't, and you don't see all the work that he does while he's cooking those briskets at, you know, his commissary, wherever he's at. There's a lot more goes a, into it. That's got to be tough. Oh, yeah. I mean, is it one of the things where you just cook till you run out or serve till you run out? Or yeah, I, mean, I imagine That'd so. be the hardest thing to judge to me. Yeah. I'd rather have that, though, because your food cost is way down. You know this is what I'm cooking today, and when it's gone, it's gone. That's it. And then you should know about how much money you're going to make because you know about, you know, how many sandwiches or whatever, tacos or whatever you're doing, how many it's going to do. You minimize waste. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that approach. Instead of trying to, I mean, if you're running a restaurant and you're trying to have brisket all day, that's tough. And you got to play employees and light bills, even when nobody's in the restaurant. You he know, did, yeah, he if had, you have a low, slow lunch. So you had one person. Was that his dad? In there I think working it was his dad. Like, yeah. yeah, they were slinging it. And he had. I mean, it was like it was less than twenty bucks for. That was both a crazy of them. thing. Yeah, tri-tip melt was six dollars and fifty cents. We need to go Tupelo. Oh man, <laughs> I was like, I told him, I was like, man, you know, you got that price way too low. And he's like, well, you know, that's what people are willing to pay. The bad thing was, he's like, he can't call it tri-tip at most places. He's just got to call it like steak melt. They don't know people what don't even know is. what tri-tip is. He says the people won't buy it. But when he puts steak melt on there, he sells out. You know, tri-tip prices has went down big time around here. Really? Like when they first come out, they were yeah. kind of a hot commodity, few and far between. But I mean, it's not had, bad now. Brad had Prime at nine ninety nine, which, heck, out in California, that Prime from Costco is two seventy nine. Yeah. That's what's a deal. The first time we... I eat tri-tip all the time for two seventy nine a pound. <laughs> That's like a flat iron for us. Yeah. yeah. Heck, our flat irons aren't even that cheap. No. They're five ninety nine. I cooked one tonight for dinner. Love me a good flat iron. Man, I did it on pellet grill. 30 minutes. It was, I put a probe in it, 123 degrees, and 30 minutes at 350. It was awesome. Wasn't it, show? It was I mean, very good. It was, one, it was really good. One of the better tri-tips, would you mm-hmm. say? Normally, I do them on the egg, uh, grill grates, you know, sear them off, move them over, and watch it. But this one, man, it was across the whole thing perfect. Yeah. Kroger's had some really good ones here lately. That's where I got it. Like Super Marvel. I mean, it was. It was It was, It was. was uh, more uniform. You know what it is. It's the diggum winter-fed beef. Early beef. Yep, early beef. That's why it was so good. You catch them in the summer, they'll be them little <laughs> – Thin ones that are nothing half to pound. them. Yeah, half pound. Gristled up. Hot dog. Had a big, vein, a big vein of fat running through the middle of it. That's not the good fat. It's more like sinew, connective tissue, and hard white fat that won't render. We done one on a couple of weeks back and just trimmed it up pretty <clears> uniform, you know. I mean, they're they're pretty uniform as it is, but jacarded the crap out of it. And then just – because that beefer, like, I was like, I'm going to try to do one on beefer. Well, you can't really <coughs> season that much on the beefer because it'll burn because it's so hot. So. Right. We just done like a brine, like threw it in a bag, put APR rub, zipped it up, done other things, let it sit for like 30 or 45 minutes, pulled it out, washed it off, and just put kosher salt on it. And it was excellent. Really? Like you wouldn't think like it would soak up all the flavors that quick like that, but I mean, it really did. And it didn't burn. It had a good color. 
and jacquard it is like a fillet. I mean, <laughs> really, you can cut it with fork. Oh yeah, it was perfect. It probably over tender for some folks, but yeah. I loved it. You know. Well, how'd you cook that? Did you put that as close as you could mm-hmm. get to the flame? But you kind of had to finish it because that meat's yeah. so dense. Like it cooks slow. Like you think you can cook it because it's so thin and quick, but it don't. You go full two minutes and two minutes and then flip two minutes and two minutes and you're still about like, 98 yeah. degrees. Rare. Yeah. You still got a ways to go. I've noticed but I tell you what, cooking it on the pellet grill at 350, man, it rocked. I mean, it, went right, it never stalled or anything. It just went right to it. Like I've noticed too, like on them, you can take them a lot further and they still look like medium, medium rare. You know, we just gonna, I was wanted to talk about that because the one I cooked tonight, um, you know, I had a probe in it. Brought it in, rested it, and there were some spots on it that said like 146 out on the edge. And I was like, man, you know, because I was messing around. I wasn't really paying attention. So I went, um, when I pulled it in, I mean, it was going off at 122. But then I let it rest about seven minutes and cut it. Man, it was perfect all the way across. I was like, why is it reading a high temperature like that? It's got to, to me, it has to be that the surface heat is making it read like that where the meat inside's actually, actually not, not that temperature. Because chicken, I've seen chicken do it in butter bath. He did it to me last night. The chicken, I cooked four pieces of like breast fillets and two of them got done and the other two, they looked done. You know, I was thinking they were done but they kept reading 155 and I just wouldn't pull them off, you know. And then when I did finally, when they did hit 165 and I pulled them off, they were dry. Yeah. So it probably went too far. I mean, it could be just thinner cuts of meat are harder, harder to get a gauge on like that. I think a lot of it too is like what they're packaged in, like like a flat iron. You know, I mean, it's vacuum seal. It's basically just it. I mean, it's got a little bit of water in the package, but to me, that water changes it. Like, yeah, it's got more. You ever notice like you get one that's like more juice in it? To me, it cooks totally different. And we done some for Emily's mama one night, and like she's a you know cook it till it's dry like cook it well done it, oh yeah like until it like starts crackling that. you know <laughs> and uh so i cooked it and it was like 155 i'm like man that's got to be well done you know 155 160 i'm like it's good cut it still pink in the middle yeah and she was like can't eat it and i put it back on like let's get it to 180 let's see how hot we can get a flat iron you know <laughs> but to me i don't know i just i wouldn't want to do a rib on that one no no and the flat iron i mean it wasn't bad but, see, so your theory is if it has more moisture in the packaging? Something. Like, I think you might be reading, like, the steam temperature, like, the moisture cooking off. You're not yeah. necessarily reading that, that meat temperature, Actually, you know. Muscle, muscle temp or whatever. I don't know. I've seen it, and I've only seen it. I've never seen it on thick cuts of meat. It's always been thin cuts of meat that'll fool you like that. I mean, it's just like on a ribeye. That spinalis is always, like, 15 degrees ahead oh, yeah. of the loin, yeah. but it's rare, you know. But you never know when you're hitting a fat pocket or whatever, yeah. so... That's good. I mean, that's a good question. I need to talk to a meat scientist and see what they tell me about that. <laughs> well, it's like that experiment y- y- y'all did, you know, where it kept going up. Yeah, cl- climbing yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you didn't expect it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Go figure. I just cook it. I know how to make it taste good and get it cooked. So are you just guessing when you're doing temperatures with the with a probe? Well... You know, I use the probe and I read the probe, but I always also go by kind of feel and look, too. How'd it feel going into it? How's the surface of that meat feel? I mean, you can always go back to that old, you know, pushing on your hand with the fist test to see what beef feels like. But there's more goes into it than just the number. But, I mean, the number is a good guideline. Yeah, I mean, it's it'll get you close. Yeah. And, I mean, also, you look yeah. how many steaks you've cooked. You know, I mean. Yeah, a lot of us experience, too, doing it. And... 
to cut the meat don't cook a lot. I mean, it's that's the big thing. Yeah. What do you do about chicken, though? Cut that joker if you're not sure. Look at it. <laughs> that's the best thing you can do. If you're never not, if you have chickens, if you're never unsure, or you know, cooking chicken, it's always best to take a knife and get a test piece and cut into it and check it. Sous vide and chicken will change your mind of cooking chicken. Man, you tell me about that cooking chicken to it's done at one what one forty five. No way, I wouldn't eat it. Well, it's a pasteurization temperature. Yeah, did you eat it? Yeah, we did. I mean, it's a chicken salad. One forty five chicken salad is probably one of the best chicken salads you'll ever make. You're gonna get worms. That's like when people telling me about getting worms eating monster inside. Mad, mad deer disease. So you explained it to me, and I, it makes sense to me. So 165 is when that bacteria dies instantly. So there's no like, if no doubt one, about it. No doubt, it's dead. But 160 is the same thing. But you got to have that chicken breast or that chicken thigh at that temperature for X amount of time in the zone. For in so the long. zone. So it, you know, anything above 130 is killing bacteria. You just have to keep it there longer to get it all killed. Right. So that's the reason I tell you, like, if you're going to sue I want me, all my bacteria killed more. <laughs> Let's get it all killed. Oh, excuse me. I didn't mean to kick the damn table. So, like, when you're sous vide or anything, what I've read, and I'm no genius about it. I'm not the pro. I just toy with it enough to figure it out. But, you know, if you're going to go over, like, two or three hours, you need to be above that 130 range, you know, because, I mean, that's your safe zone. So, like, when I done that brisket at 131 for 72 hours, I mean, it was safe there, and it was awesome. Like, really? I want to do another one like that, but... 72-hour brisket. 72-hour brisket. It was an A9 flat, 72 oh, hours, and it was the best piece of beef I've ever ate. And you took it, it to what? 131. And you ate it there? Or yeah. you didn't yeah. sear it off or anything? I seared it off, but I mean, I pulled it out, you know, got it out of the cryovac or the vacuum seal, patted it dry, and let it hang out for a minute, had the PK fired up as hot as I could get it, and just seared the outside. And then it was like a prime rib, but it really? was the best prime rib I've ever ate. I've never heard of eating brisket like that. I got to try it. It is. I'm not. What I don't have a like, Yeah. Rare, just like a prime rib. I mean, but it was, it was tender. Yes. Like fillet tender. You think like a choice brisket flat? Yeah. Like yeah. It would. It was fillet tender a brisket. Yeah. Yes, I promise you. Holy smokes, we're trying that. When did it take sous vide to Arkansas this weekend? Uh, we got time. Better put we it in right now. Hours. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing about that. I mean, that's a long time. I've done it. It was it was last year Christmas. And I think I put it on at like Tuesday night and didn't take it off to Friday or something. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> just go out and look at it. And and I mean, sure. it's, it's a little sketchy at you first. You add water? No, if you do the cooler setup, it's sealed. Like you don't. Oh, okay. Now, if you do an open cooler, yes, you're, you're going to have some vibration. Yeah. But the first time I done it, I was like, man, I, just, I don't know about this. I just ain't sold on it. I mean, yeah, it's a good way to cook. But. Yeah, he's not a big sous vide. Fan, he's paranoid. Oh, I do. I mean, just boiling it. Why not cook it in crock pot? <laughs> well, you could. Finish. You could sue me in a crock pot. <laughs> yeah, you could. I guess I'll do a brisket. I'll change your mind. Yeah. Promise you. I mean, I, I want to try. try. Man, I wanna, if you can cook a brisket, eat it at one thirty-one. That's amazing. And it rendered. I mean, that's what's crazy. Is it'll render you know, the fat. I'm sure those veal chicks I ate at snack bar are probably sous vide. I mean, you know, restaurants are using them yeah. all the time. Well, I never noticed it. Like, and you think about it, if you're running a restaurant, you can. You know, hire Joe Blow who's never cooked a steak in his life. Go pull out of that cooler right there. It's That's rare. Yeah. Sear it off. You're done. Yep. Put it out the window. That's true. And you're done. I mean, there's you no. Got all your temps set. Everything's, you know, you got your rare steaks all the way through. I mean, I'm not saying it's better than just a good old charcoal ribeye. It's not. I yeah. mean, but it's each their own. It's something different. Well, I tell you, if you're in a restaurant and you're doing that many of them every night, I mean, you tie a grill up. Trying to do that many steaks. Take a chance of overcooking yeah. one, undercooking one. Yeah. You're right. It's more controlled. I mean, there's a place for it. That's for sure. 
It's not in my kitchen. <laughs> you say that. <laughs> you got one in there. I don't. I don't have one. I thought you had one. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. We don't. Oh, that's right. We use mine. No, he doesn't have a TV. Yep. He has so everything else. He's but a CV. No, but no CV. Yeah. Maybe that's a YouTube channel for you to start. Hey, maybe. Um, sous vide smoking. We actually, uh, I, I was reading some articles, speaking of Steve Reichland, and I read an article where he said that um, they always ask, do you sous vide your meat, your steaks? And if they do, they'll order something else. Because, oh, yeah. yeah he's, he he's, don't want to eat, so he's anti. He's anti like Yeah, you. yeah. I'll take a I'll take a charcoal or wood fired oh, I mean, grilled steak over sous vide steak. Yeah, I get it. I mean, it's better. It's that unique flavor that you're used to. But the texture's good on them, I guess. That's, I still want to try that brisket, and I'll try the chicken. I'd like to see what it looks like. Is, <laughs> is the chicken red in the middle at all? Yeah, it's still raw. <laughs> it has a a tender texture. <laughs> It's real tender. <laughs> I'm gonna get Malcolm. He's gonna think he's gonna die from a chicken disease. He does. Uh, he does. Hey, I'm scared of chicken. I've been chicken sick one time in my you life. You ain't telling me. It's I know. Bees, and I ain't been back. Yeah, you got chicken sick. Yeah. Didn't you? Go to a KCBS judging class. Yeah. <laughs> like to die. Uh, so you still cooking on gorillas? What's the plan? Well, yeah. Tell me about the gorilla plan for 2019. Yeah, y'all are team gorilla, right? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. We. <laughs> Whatever it needs to be, we are that. No. <laughs> But no, we've we've enjoyed cooking on it. We're still, you know, going to be competing on steaks and stuff. And you know, I'm not going to single myself out to that. I mean, I just love cooking. Period. You know, learning how to new, cook on new devices. I don't name it. So yeah, the beefer. Like I love cooking on it just because it's something different. You know, those guys are coming next month, Shell. In April. April. Yeah. You're, you'll have to come over Start and hang out with us. They're going to come. We're going to do a little video, I think, and maybe probably a podcast too. Yeah. Hopefully, sure. we'll be in our new podcast studio. Hopefully. By then. So, what, back to the Grillo, would you, are you ready to get rid of the old hickory and put it on the comp trailer? No. Everybody's got, like, each cooker has his place. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. not going to take that away. Like, old hickory is. Well, I just want to see how he's going to answer it. Cause I, <laughs> I'm going to answer it honest. I mean, no, old hickory has its place. It's going to stay yeah. on that comp trailer. I got gotcha. you. But you still take the pellet. And yeah. we're talking about the Grillo pellet. You take it around right. and y'all cook steak. I like the fact that there's so many doubters out there, yeah. like, that you can't win with a pellet grill. And, I mean, you can. I mean, it's been done, and I've done very well with it. Emily's done well with it. And you know, two of them, right? Yeah. Two grills. They got anything new in the works that you know of? Or can you talk about it? Or is Not it- that I know of. but <laughs> I saw those winks. Uh- I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's, it's always wishful thinking. You know, there's always – everybody's got their niche where, hey, I wish we could do this or I wish we could do that, but – at the scheme of things, it's the guy that's supporting the product and putting it out there. He makes that decision, and that's I'll support right. it 100 percent, whatever it may be. Oh, I'd recommend them all the time for the price point. You can't beat them. Yeah. Well, my but- thing is, you bring a whole nother kind of group of people to competitive cooking that may not have done it. You know, mm-hmm. six months ago, they think they got to go out there and fight a fire with a stick burner. Well, you know, you may eliminate that guy from that comp, but if he can say, "Come show up and cook on a pellet grill or cook on a gas grill," you know, he's brought into the sport just like we were. Right. And People that are worried about, oh, well, that's not fair. Well, if you're worried about a propane grill beating you, then. Yeah, I mean, or a pellet grill, you know, for that matter. Imagine if that guy beat you on a gas grill, what he could do on a charcoal grill, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And it's not like he's cheating. No. I mean, it's. The more people in the sport, the better, I think. Hey, you know, I've always said pellet grills have a place. Heck, I got three of them out back. I mean, I could. They cook a fine pizza. Yeah. Oh, they do? Yeah. If I'm going to fire up a. uh, If he's not here and I'm going to fire up a cooker, it's going to be one of the pellet grills. Because it's easy. It's easy. Yeah. 
Well, and I can of, do it. What kind of pellets are you running these days? I try to stick to like a pure pecan, pure hickory. The B&B pellets do really well. The Gorilla pellets do well. And, you know, anything that's a solid wood. Like I try to stay away from fruit just because it's not as a strong flavor. Like you can get more BTUs, you can get a little bit more flavor. I like the pecan or hickory. Um, I've tried the post oak. I'm a fan of the post oak. Really? They Who makes those? B&B. Oh, they got a post. Man, I didn't. I'm and they are B&B, good. And I didn't even know that. Man, Joey's slipping, man. Got to get to them. I need some of those. I burned their post oak wood um, cooking in, in Jambo. That's what we done on that brisket. Yeah, it's yeah, it was really good. good. It's real good. Do you ever like mix your pellets? I have. I mean, do you tell a big difference? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, it's. Can you tell the post oak? You actually, on the chicken, I could. Like, it, to me, it was a. Um, I mean, it's not that far from pecan. I mean, it's still a good mild smoke flavor, but to me, you picked it up more. And I can it, tell in cherry. Yeah, cherry. Me, it's not. It's not so much flavor as it is in looks because that cherry smoke puts that red on it and it gives you that dark smoke ring. You know, I haven't cooked on the just pure cherry pellets. I like that. see. You know, B and B's got that blend. It's got the pecan, hickory, and cherry in it. That's in that white and blue and yeah, black bag yeah, competition blend. Man, it's good. That's my favorite. Other B and B products. I've never tried the lumberjack or. I've never. I don't think Shane's ever sent me any of the Gorilla pellets. The Gorilla try. pellets, they run very clean. They run good in a Gorilla. Now, I mean, I don't know what they're doing anything else, but they are a good pellet. They're a quality pellet. I've used yeah. some of the lumberjacks, like the they had like a rosemary and thyme, and mm. it smelled good. Like it kind of smelled like old Memphis and Mason smoker over there <laughs> really? running, you know. But I don't know that. You're like, oh man, that was cooked on rosemary. I mean, yeah. you don't know. It's it's cooked and it's good, you know. I have sprinkled. Uh, like the, those garlic and the onion flakes off in my fire pot before and let those burn. What, in your pellet? It puts a good smell on it. Smells, like Mark said, it smells like Memphis and May. Speaking of Memphis and May. Ten you, weeks away. You bringing, really? the, you bringing the grill up? Yeah. grill's going to show up in <clears> Memphis and May. What are you cooking at Memphis and May? Like ancillary. Aside. You tell me, boss lady. <laughs> what am I cooking at Memphis yeah. and May? So, you're doing the wings, right? Yeah. You're doing wings, yeah. So on the grill, Mark, yeah. on the grill. Mark is going is always part of our team for Memphis MA. We kind of join forces and make up Memphis MA team because it is such a big, big undertaking. I'm looking forward to this year. I think it's going to be too. very bells, fun. bells and biscuits is going to do. Uh, I don't what I don't know what we're going to enter though. We might be doing the turkey. Oh really? I don't know. You talk. I signed I signed us up for everything, <laughs> and so I'm letting people pick. Well, we got to make that decision. So, yeah, me and Emily, the state queen, are entering an ancillary at Memphis Bay. The state queens. Yeah. First state place queen. right there. Oh. State queen and you, y'all got this. That's going to be a good one. We got to do some practicing for Memphis Y'all got to get y'all some shirts, bells, and biscuits. We need a logo. Got to represent <laughs> the bells. Support your brand. <laughs> uh, I just remember when we told Malcolm that was the name. He's like, are you the bells and you the biscuits? <laughs> You do make good biscuits. <laughs> I never had Emily's biscuits. Oh, biscuits! You got the you got the look when I was standing there. <laughs> I shot him a dirty yeah. look. Yeah, that was some bad language through eyesight right there. <laughs> that ain't the first time. 
<laughs> it's like, she'll be the best. And you can be all biscuits. <laughs> That's the way I don't I think he changed his voice. I didn't that do word. all that. Yeah. Y'all, y'all just, yeah, just put me in the doghouse. <laughs> That's the way I took it. I don't That's how it that. went down in my head. You're sleeping in the podcast room. <laughs> yeah, I'm sleeping under the podcast table. I clear out all this stuff. Bring me a, make me a pallet. Yeah, but we got 10 weeks to get ready for it. We've been we've been cooking some wings. We've been yeah. getting ready. We're getting there. I mean, we definitely did. I want to sit down and do like a full dry run, just like yeah. we did for shoulders. But Memphis May and do some of the ancillaries, and I can't even remember what all ancillaries are. It's three days of ancillaries. So <laughs> oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot. I mean, we're doing somebody's doing seafood. Oh, I thought you were. Am I doing seafood? Oh, I don't know. I don't mind. I'll do, I'll do it. I thought that was the. Practice recipe for the big day. Oh, yeah. That's a good thing for the yeah. World Foods. Yeah. So, yeah, you've already signed up. I had that on my list to ask you. Yeah. So, what do y'all got planned coming this year? Or, yeah, go ahead. That was, that was yeah. <laughs> world food? Yeah. What do y'all do in World Foods? I'm signed up for steak. <laughs> now, if I'm going to try. Are you doing steak? I mean, that's my backup. Yeah. But I'm, I'm kind of like y'all. Like, I wouldn't mind trying something else and just seeing, seeing what's available, seeing what's out there, see what you got to do to get in there. And the benefit of that is you don't have to tote all the crap out there. I know. Cooking the kitchen day one, you know. I had so much fun cooking in the kitchen that I was like, man, I want to do that. So I may do a different category. That, I was thinking about doing seafood. That mm, hour seafood. and a half or whatever that was changed my whole outlook on competitive cooking. I mean, that was by far the most fun. intense, yeah, fun oh, yeah. contest ever. Yeah. I like the battle. I was about ready to do it again. I don't know that you could have made that weekend any more perfect. Yeah. I mean, for both you and Waylon to show up and show out, leave us, the rest of the state came in the dust, but we was all there. It was. That's right. It hey. Was, it was awesome. We couldn't have done it without you guys. Hey, no, we couldn't. Oh, well, I did have on here that I wanted you to talk about. I wanted to ask you about those pork tacos, how you did those when we come over to your house and for your house. Pork tacos? Yeah. Because uh, I, I, those, was- were, those were good. That was a simple, just pork butt, and it was actually rubbed down with fajita seasoning. And believe it or not, that's what it was—fajita seasoning. Fajita seasoning, like just taco seasoning, and it was a little AP salt, pepper, just something simple. But believe it or not, when it went to wrap, we put beer salt on it. Really, the salty lime, the lime, <laughs> probably like a quarter of one of them little things. Yeah, okay. just for like the lime flavor. And I, I thought it was really good. Like, that was it, good. It turned out and. Of course, it was overcooked pork that's perfect for tacos, yeah. but it, oh, was. Man, it was shredded up. I got, I was getting, I guess you scored the top. Yeah. So you could get some of that little fat burn in. They're so good. It. Man, those were good tacos. But we, we used to do a good many like pork tacos, and I love them. Like, that's probably one of my favorites. Is I like eating them any other way than I'm just a sandwich, you know? Because to me, like, that pork and cilantro go hand in hand. Like a good cilantro mm-hmm. salsa, you know, a little spice, or like a green chili salsa, you know, is excellent. And those were good tacos. I, I thought so. I'll go to bat with them. Yeah. Yeah, and you had a whole bar set up. I'm a big fan of bars, especially when you're feeding a lot of people. It's you know? easy, and everybody, you're not, you kind of eliminate the picky people. Yeah. Like, if you don't like it, fix it how you want it. You know, if it's not good, it's your fault. You know, it's not mine. <laughs> yeah, you put what you want on it. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Then everybody's got to touch the same stuff you're touching. Yeah, he hates oh, that. Oh, goodness. He's going to die from it. One day he's going to just die from it. <laughs> Good laugh. Now get dysentery. I'm going to be on my oh. stagecoach. April Fools is coming for you. <laughs> the Orchid Trail. 
I asked Michael, do y'all do Oregon Trail? He's like, what? That was the best game ever. I know. <sighs> but yeah, good. we got 10 weeks from May, and this is the first time I'm um, That's all my looking forward to it. I'm looking forward. Time. I'm looking forward to ribs. Like, man, it's gonna be fun. I think we're gonna have yeah. a new location. Instead of being hidden away from everybody, we're gonna be hopefully, you know, centrally located where we get to see all our friends. Yeah, we ain't got to walk three miles to go see Tennessee Mojo. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get to see people we hadn't seen in years. <laughs> <from> <laughs> y'all are stuff. here. Yeah, I didn't know y'all couldn't live. This is great. It's gonna be like a new contest to us. We'll be, man, we'll have, we're gonna have a big time. I'm I'm excited about it. So what were you saying with the booth? You were wanting to do like a social media platform out front, kind of. Uh, I'm still working on that. She's she's in design that. mode. Yeah, I'll but have yeah, to show definitely. You some, um, but yeah, we're gonna do some stuff. We might do try to do some podcasts down there. You know, maybe on Wednesday, Thursday, not when we're yeah. cooking or whatever. Um, with some, you know, because there's a lot of people down there that we could grab and and get bring them done. in. Yeah, we'll probably bring the camera, the podcast cameras. It's so easy to throw on a tripod. Mm-hmm. And that way we can just capture some footage talking like this. And yeah. I don't know if we'll have the whole board. and I don't know. Who knows? We might see what kind of mic setup we can get that gets us all or something. It probably depends on the weather, too. Yeah, it does. You never know. If it's not going to rain, I'll take hey, some Hey, they may have to move there. some May. As we get closer, we're going to be updating it. But right now, the river is still rising. Well, ain't they talking about doing a bunch of construction down there? That's next that's year. Next year. Oh, that's yeah, next we're year. talking about that this year. Good deal. Yeah. It's gonna, they don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. It's going to be muddy. It don't matter. It don't matter if it's a drought. It's going to be muddy. Oh, yeah. I'm not worried. You need some rain to settle the diggum dust. If it, don't, if it don't, you can't breathe because everything's just covered out there. They're going to bring the paramedics back to do the old get you ready <laughs> shots? Nice. Yeah. They didn't do it last year. I don't know. I don't think it worked out as well as they hoped it did. Maybe. I thought it was going to be all fixed up and get an IV. I think it worked the opposite way. Man, it bruised me up bad. <laughs> I was so dehydrated. They couldn't even find a vein. He just wanted to take me to the hospital. I was like, man, something's wrong with you. You ain't got no veins. You got no veins. That's what I did. I was, yeah. He didn't turn white over there. Morning. No, sir. Like, I was up there. Just dig off in there. Get it. Get me. They finally got me, but then it all just swole up. Yeah. Like it didn't take. It took two weeks to go down. Absorb all that into my body. What was bad is like, I was like, yeah, really I don't like needles anyway. I'll be yeah. the first to tell you, I'm, I'm not a fan of a needle. And then I was like, yeah, we're going to, you know, because we was all tired. We've been going all week. I was like, man, I'm going to get me one of them. Go in there, sit beside Malcolm in the trailer. I'm watching this guy, like, shoot pool with his veins over there. And I'm like, <laughs> no, nah, you ain't sticking me, buddy. Like, I, yeah. I'll pass. I'll just go down and get me a B12. I'm rough. good to go. That's pretty rough. It wasn't the best idea. I, I'm not, I would never sign up for it again. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so sinus cocktails on point though. That straight straightened out all those allergies. <laughs> so what do we have coming up this weekend? Uh, it's spring break and we're going out of town. We're going over to uh, Mount Olive in Arkansas, just outside of Melbourne, Arkansas, where Townsend Spice is located. Had to go check out the new line over at Townsend. That's right. We got uh, we're gonna hang out with Shane and Lawson Lynn, their families, and. Um, ride around, maybe do some trout fishing if the weather cooperates, and enjoy being away. So, um, Mark's go, Mark and Emily are going with us. Yep. Michael's going. I mean, if we can. I mean, is it okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, Mark's got to take his new side by side. That he, I did have this down too. Mark, you can tell how you almost killed me twenty feet from your back door. <laughs> First time I ever rode. Did die. What was that? Uh, what do you have? It's a. Uh, General, Larry's general. Yeah. general is way too fast. 
I got to get one, Shell. <laughs> Man, I had so much fun riding in that thing. Just around. You just enjoyed it, Shell. You didn't even holler or nothing. You had a good time. You're going to bring it this weekend, right? Yeah. I'm going to take mine. Do a little riding. Mine's I was telling a guy fast. at work, like, I think Mount Olive is probably the most secluded place in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> we won't have cell no. service. Yeah. No. You know, you're not going to have cell service. Looking for the plywood sign says the next 30 miles is steep and crooked <laughs> and it's spray painted on. Yeah. Some good roads right there. Know, I didn't know there was hills like that that close to where we live. It's pretty over there. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm excited about it. Yeah. So what are y'all planning on cooking? You were talking about we got to make a plan for, because we'll probably do, what, sandwiches for lunch or something like that, and then y'all cook dinner. I was going to get some ribeyes. going to do ribeyes and asparagus and baked potatoes one night. Okay. Get some chicken uh, wings. Mark's got some kind of fajita meat that's yeah. special but fajita meat. Don't knock the fajita meat. Did it come from somebody's house or somebody? Yeah. Like a it's like, style? don't ask any questions. I don't know. <laughs> you sure it's... It's just meat. I mean, it just says meat. It's, it's meat. red meat, and he grabs it out of a tote in the refrigerator, little thing, counting it off Summer Avenue in Memphis. Yeah, that's a good location. It's like a little like Mexican grocery store. Yeah, a guy awesome. with a he brought. Look, long story short, he brought it in one day, like he had cooked it, warmed it in the awesome. microwave in the office, the office, and I was like, man, what does that smell? I was like, that smells excellent. He's like, man, it's fajita meat, and I'm like, fajita meat. <laughs> You know fajitas. What kind of meat is that fajita? Like, I was kind of unsure. I try to look, and it's like. Was it male or female fajita? I think it was a female fajita meat. And it was kind of like thinly sliced. And I was like, let me try it. And it was. It was like spot on, like all the flavors you ever imagined. And it was excellent. I was like, where'd you get that? And he told me, I was like, is it legit? He's like, well, it's, you know, on Summer Avenue in Memphis. And I'm like, that's probably as legit as it's going to get, you know. Yeah. But he picked us up some, so we'll take it and try it make and some, see. Make some fajitas? Yeah. We'll just, we'll just yeah. eat from a hit for meat. No, I have a lot of deer sausage that I'd like to donate. <laughs> just giving away my deer sausage. No, we're going to break some of that. Yeah, we do even need to clean out. We need to use it up. We don't have any We're going to take a PK. <laughs> and I think there's a grill there, too. Shane's probably, probably got so. an egg or something. So we're taking one PK. You cook everything in a portable yeah, kitchen. You can. Chimney of charcoal, ready to roll. Oh, yeah. Um, if I need to bring some charcoal, let me know. Cause I probably got, I'm, yeah, I'm sure I got some. I got some Bib B out there. And next week, um, like you said, it's spring break week. So we're going to shoot a video with Michael. He's going to be our special yeah, guest. Yeah, we're going to do, he's got a contest coming up with Kids Cook at Spring Fest in April. And i um, been working with him trying to teach him how to do chicken legs. And we're going to do those, <coughs> excuse me, choked up a little bit. On the uh, Pit Barrel Junior. I mean, that's going to be that's gonna be fun. See how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Michael on the video. Asian butter. I've never done the one with the kids. Uh, I'm going to find out. Yeah. Um, and you said you're going to do maybe sweet and sour chicken leg. Yeah, something like that. Because that's his favorite. Yeah. yeah. Um, I figured that'd be a good kid recipe. Yeah. Sweet and sour chicken legs. I, I haven't seen it. I'm sure. I mean, somebody's probably got it out there. I hadn't even Googled it to see, but. I just thought about it the other day. He loves sweet and sour sauce. Yeah, he loves chicken, chicken legs. Nuggets. Yeah, <laughs> sweet and sour chicken legs. And next week, um, after we come back from Arkansas and film our video, we're going to fly to Utah. Yeah, Traeger's doing a big uh, unveiling of a new grill, and yeah, we got asked to come out there. Pretty neat. I know we've never been asked to. Any unveiling's always good. Yeah, to new. anything. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I've never been to I've never been to Salt Lake City, so yeah. And really, most of the grill manufacturers we know don't, you know, 
Have Falls a big invasion. <laughs> don't fuss anywhere. And they're going to let you like pull the curtain back? You're gonna be no, like, I mean, cut the I'm sure they're going to have so many people there. Yeah, we're not. We're small fries yeah. compared to those guys. So. I think so. They might name it after you. Like you didn't know. No, no, it ain't going to be ain't one of them deals. Yeah, they hadn't. I hadn't got the check for that one yet. <laughs> I'm not trying to. <laughs> one thing I wanted to tell Art from Chandler and Ace Hardware, he listens to the podcast. He was listening to it. Um, last week when we were talking about where to get girl grates, and he said you can get them from the Ace any Ace Hardware stores. They have different sizes. They can order them for you, and they are in the store within one to three days. Yeah, you know they that's uh, they partnered with the girl grates at, at, for the Bahamas deal. That was I mean, Ace Hardware helped put it on too. Yeah. So I guess they're big partners now, which but, is great. Yeah, call your local Ace Hardware, tell them to order you up some girl grates, swing by there and pick them up within one to three days. No shipping, probably no shipping, which is great. Yeah. So he emailed and I told him I'd love to give him a little shout out. Heck yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, one thing. YouTube comments and questions from your last video. <laughs> How bad? I hadn't read any of them. Were they they really? were really good. <laughs> this time. Good. good. We'll run through them real quick. All right. And you and Fire Mark can, yeah. Um, and then we'll wrap it up. But let Mark answer some of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is great. Soleil eighty six says, "If I was gay, you'd be number two on two on my list." <laughs> I don't know who number one. That's is. pretty impressive. <laughs> number two. That's pretty impressive. If I was well, gay, at least I made a list. <laughs> <laughs> Always a bridesmaid, I guess. Never the bride. <laughs> I don't think that's a bridesmaid. <laughs> <laughs> Just say. Okay, Lee Holman. Thanks, man. <laughs> How do you respond to that? With a smile. Yeah. Okay, so Lee Holman says, um, I have a request to make a Brunswick stew. Can't go wrong with it. We actually have a recipe where we've never done a video. Yeah, it's on the blog, isn't it? Yeah. On the website. Yeah. Man, Brunswick stew is one of those things that's not hard to do. You just need some... Whatever kind of protein you Fill want it up. on it and make you a stew, yeah. Lots <laughs> Pretty of uh, much, yeah. butter beans is the key. you got to have butter beans to be a Brunswick Man. stew. To you don't put them in it? No. They go butter in a Brunswick stew. Yeah, they do. I, I'm just not or a lot of beans. Fan. I guess you can call them that. But they're I'm in every Brunswick stew I've ever had. I'm going to have to fix you some butter beans. You may have to. Yeah. I'm an anti-bean guy. Like in soups or chilies, no. No beans? No beans. I don't like beans you don't even, But you like baked beans. beans. Yeah, but that's baked beans. You're not putting baked beans in oh, soup. Like, that's baked beans. <laughs> I agree. Don't mess the no, soup with the beans. Yeah, I, I got a good that. recipe. I do need to do a video on that, though. You know, like, the original Brunswick stew recipe that that, that uh, I was that a neighbor gave me a long time ago? It had, like, rabbit and squirrel in it. It yeah. wouldn't... I mean, it had pork in it. Yeah. But it was like... It's you take like a four squirrels and two rabbits <laughs> and a Boston butt. I mean, for real. A whole, like, two whole chickens. And then butter beans and corn and Did they put potato. Okra? No, no okra. No okra. That's a gumbo. But I think and you're pretty right, much though. Like a bottle of ketchup. Some, I mean, I forget what all it was. It's been years ago. But, oh, that's going to be loud. wearing the table out today. Um, that's one expensive pizza, but it looks awesome. So how much did it cost, would you say? Well, let's see. I think and we actually ended up making like three or four pizzas. Yeah, it made... It made, it made Three or four. Three, yeah. Yeah, I can't Three remember. Three and then we did a pepperoni. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, the lobster was about 20 bucks, those tails. That was the most expensive thing. The shrimp was about, I think it was ten ninety nine, 
And then I had everything for the dough except the yeast. So that was yeah. another dollar or so. And then the I had everything for the sauce. Um, it was just a, like a basic Alfredo sauce. wasn't much to it. So if you had to buy some, you know, I mean, cream and butter and flour and cheese. Uh, so you're looking cheese, at 50 I mean, bucks. 50, no, 60. no way. Yeah. I would say more like less than 40. And that's for four pizzas. Yeah. From yeah, a cheaper pizza yeah. already. Yeah. 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 And I loaded, now for the videos, I loaded the toppings up too. You probably wouldn't have put that much, you know, cheese. And, well, I forgot you got to buy mozzarella cheese too. So, yeah. And that can be a little still, expensive. I mean, but still, it's not as expensive. No, as it's not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the lobster and the shrimp are definitely the most expensive things. I think I got those for around 30 bucks. And they go a long ways. Yeah. Looks like. I mean, it does. You yeah. chop, you it, chop up, it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mr. Collier says, I'm, I make a DiGiorno pizza on the pellet grill. And it's DiGiorno. Excellent and super easy. And that's a pretty good idea for like a kid or something. Is that delivery? <laughs> no. It's DiGiorno. Yeah, no. Hey, man, um, I got Michael trained on how to make them with that. Uh, he's never done a frozen pizza, but um, prepared crust and the squeezed tomato sauce, you know, mm-hmm. pizza sauce and cheese and pepperoni. But yeah, I, get, I bet uh, one of those like, a fancier frozen style pizzas would be pretty good. We're doing the Papa Murphy's. Like, like, oh yeah, the oh, yeah, one that's that take home and cook them. Yeah. They do excellent. That's a real good idea. Um, this person wanted to know about Komodo Joe. Have you ever cooked on one before, and what do you think about them? Never have, but it's a. I mean, I've I know that they're good ceramic grills. They're um, they're about like a big green egg or a, a Primos or something like that. They got a ton of pretty neat accessories. Do they? Like, Guy Workman's got one. He's got the what they call it, Joe Tishery or whatever. Yeah. He's really enjoyed it, like different things to do with it and stuff. That's cool. I've, I've seen, I remember seeing some of the stuff they had at Hardware Show last year. It's pretty cool. Um, Chuck Smith said, never knew you was a seafood guy. I thought you were more of a meat kind of guy. <laughs> Seafood's meat. That's what I think, too. Seafood, yeah. He's a delicious kind of guy. Yeah, I'm a, yeah anything delicious. <laughs> Um, this one we've been getting a lot. This guy needs to have a steak cooking contest against Gordon Ramsay. Or people want Gordon Ramsay to try your food or Gordon Ramsay to critique you. I don't understand. I don't either. It's going to be a contest. I mean, hey. sorry, Gordon. You're probably going to have your feelings hurt. Yeah. I'm just saying. You ever seen how he cooked a steak? Is <laughs> that sous vide guy. <laughs> he like sears uh, yeah. it and puts it over in the oven or something. Cooks it and they baste it with the... He does do a little of the... Uh, the butter and the herbs and garlic and all that and splash it up on it. I've seen him do that on Facebook video. Um, somebody said, Mike R said, the pizza would have been better if you let the dough develop some flavor and don't use the rapid rise. Yeast. I agree with that. Cause I'm no, I'm no dough man. Yeah. I mean, I'm no expert at that. I was just trying to come up with a basic one mm-hmm. and it worked. It was surprisingly, it was really good, but I would have been happy with just, you know, a, a store bought one, or either went to like brick oven here locally and told them I want some dough balls. Yeah, I think that's about a good that. thing. That would work. A lot of pizzerias will sell them to you like that, and they're a couple bucks. That so you saves get the you from rising and doing all that. Yeah, yeah. but I agree with that. We didn't use a. Oh, knowing top. now, I would use that like double X. Is it double X flour? It's like Italian pizza flour or something. They said you can get it on Amazon. You can buy a lot better, you know, ingredients on Amazon. Apparently, I didn't know that. And the crust to me is what makes a pizza uh-huh. too. Like, yeah, I'm, it's gotta have good crust. It definitely does, especially if it's crispy. I like it. You know, it's gotta be able to hold itself up. Yes, can't be the old limp pizza crust. Mm-hmm. And I used to really like a thick crust, you know, pizza. But the older I've gotten, the more I've I've learned to like a thinner crust. 
It's not as hard on you. Um, <laughs> I did not know you were such a pizza connoisseur. <laughs> um, Carlos Danger said they would worry about putting a cold pizza stone on the hot grill because it would break. Maybe so. I don't yeah, know. I was going to ask. I've never had broke one, broke one before. Not on the grill. I've we broke. <laughs> had it leaned up and punted it. <laughs> that'll break one. I know that'll break one quick. I don't know about it. it you know, if it was really cold. Like cold outside. What did I break the other day? Man, it was one of my favorite little bowls or something, but I'd got it. It, it was cold or something, and I set it on a hot eye on the stove, and it just busted it. Yeah. I'm like, man, I was pissed. It probably I could see it. It probably would, you know, it if could. it was cold. But if your stove cold, was cold, really cold, yeah. like outside, but you also think you're putting it on a rack. You don't really have that much surface area that's actually touching that stone. Yeah, you know, if you was to stick it on the deflector, yeah, it probably shatter it pretty quick. Yeah. but yeah, I don't know. You've broken deflectors could. before. But I kicked it too. It was probably sixty <laughs> degrees the day I'm before. Hard anyway, on, so. so if it's propped up against the counter, like I got a bad habit when I'm cleaning them out or you know starting a fire, I'll prop it up right there in the corner. I'll come around there and just, this number 13, will just punt it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you make the white sauce the night before? Oh, yeah. Probably would do really well. Like yeah. That. It, wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt. Heck, you could use a jarred white, uh, white sauce if you wanted to. That white sauce you made was, was delicious. Yeah. yeah. Um, this person says, pull the flaps off the rear of the lobster tail, and it will make a hole, and you can hold the tail straight and push your finger into the tail hole, and the meat slides right out. So that's a good little tip. Like, yeah. I yeah. What now? I'm gonna have to re- research that. <laughs> <laughs> you pull the flaps off the bottom and put a hole and pop yeah. it right out, huh? Yeah, mm. supposedly. Sounds like a professional right there. Yeah. Um, and then somebody wanted to know about the charcoal basket. That was one of those kick-ash baskets. I ordered it online. Um, I think it might have been Amazon or either from kickash.com. I don't know. I ordered the one. It actually goes to my Gorilla Kong, yeah. but it was universal. You can use it in anything. It makes cooking um, in, a, in a ceramic grill a little bit easier because all your coals kind of confined in the basket, and when the coals do burn down, you just pick them up, shake it out, go right back to cooking. Uh, didn't Gorilla partnered with them or something? <clears throat> I don't know about yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know about that. I know they, they recommend them. They make a ton of baskets, too. Man, they make they make baskets for all kinds of cookers, and they're heavy duty too. You ever picked one up? Yeah, they're they're some heavy duty rod. It's I don't know what steel, gauge steel it is, but man, it's it's they're heavy. They're a lot heavier than you think a ash basket would be. But I think that's something that so many grill people leave out is a good basket. Oh yeah, you know, to me that that makes it. You know, mm-hmm. it's definitely the first thing that's gonna burn up on you. You know, you're gonna wear it, get run through them. Oh, that's all we have today. That's well, it? Yeah, that's it. Well, Mark, that wasn't hard, was no, it? Didn't hurt a bit. Man, we appreciate you coming by yeah, today, hanging so out with us. We'll do it again. We'll have to do a video sometime. Look coming up. And uh, let's go have fun this weekend. So, Mark, tell us where we can find you. Tell everybody so, where they can find you. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm slacking on my Twitter game, so don't get on to Michelle. I slack on my Twitter game, too. I can't keep up with it. It's, but, t- it's hard to keep up with everything. If you got any questions, you know, we'll be glad to answer them. Uh, SwineLikeBarbecue.com, you want to check out the grind or anything else, and that's something we may have missed out on. 2018 may have another product for Swine Life coming in the works. Oh, look out. What do you, what do you? Leak it. What is it? What is it? Trying to do something to pair with the grind, you know, because the grind is pretty mild. It's not nothing offensive, and, you know, there's a lot of people that like a little bit more salt, a little bit more heat. 
something we can pair with to bring that flavor out. Gotcha. And so we may have a little Mississippi grit to go with that Mississippi grind coming out oh, shortly. Yeah, so. I like yeah. that. It's in the works, so bear with us. You already got a name, sounds like. Got to have the grit and grind combo. (laughs) That's right. Grit and grind. Um, And it's Swine Life BBQ. Yes. Swine Life BBQ on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Instagram, yep. Well, man, thanks for coming out. Thank y'all. It's always a good time. Enjoy it. Chill, where can they find us? If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it is How to Barbecue Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and, of course, YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell at Instagram and Twitter. Sounds like a winner. (laughs) We made it through another one. Thank y'all for checking (laughs) us out, and uh, we'll see y'all next time.